Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hello and welcome to another Geek Town podcast. Today I'm talking to Kiri Bloor. Kiri is a TV broadcaster. She's covered a lot of red carpet stuff for uh, the E Network. She's um, also covered the Royal Wedding for TLC. And she's about to take on her first acting role as royal correspondent in E-Television's new drama, The Royals, which uh, stars Elizabeth Hurley as the Queen in a sort of fictional version of the royal family. She's also very well known for her uh, sports coverage, covers an awful lot of motorsport and also does a uh, weekly uh, premiership football show. As ever, if you want any more news or information about films, TV shows, or any other geek-related entertainment stuff, come to the main website at geektown.co.uk. Here's Kiri. Hope you enjoy the interview. Hi, Kiri. Hi, how are you? Hi, all right. You've just got back from uh, from L.A. Then. Well, yeah, L.A., New York, L.A., Vegas. Um, wow. It's just completely, yeah, but it's completely, I never normally get jet lagged, but it sent me into another world. <laughs> oh, dear. So you're on to just talk sort of generally about, about things, but specifically uh, your your new role, you're playing a royal correspondent in the e-television drama uh, The Royals, I believe. I am indeed, yeah. <laughs> so is this, is this your, your first time acting? Um, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I did go to drama school, but I always just stuck with um, the presenting. I've never really done acting. And I have been offered quite a lot in the past, but never wanted to do it. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, it wasn't really acting as such. It was just, it was the same as doing a presenting role. So it was sort of exactly what I did for the royal wedding, but right, right. <laughs> just just slightly different because it was a lot more intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, yeah this is uh, Elizabeth Hurley pa- playing a fictional queen, isn't it? Yes, it is indeed. Yeah, very, well, much more glamorous, I suppose. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, yeah. It's sort of, uh, from from the bits I've read about it, it sounds a bit like sort of, um, a, a sort of what if Princess Diana had become queen kind of idea. Yeah, I yeah. think that's well. It's much. It's much more of a, I suppose, modern, open version of um, the royal family than perhaps we'd see. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. So yeah, how how was how did you find uh, your first time working on a on a set as as, as an actress? Um, yeah, it was completely different because obviously when a lot of the time the presenting that I do is live presenting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even doing the royal wedding, you sort of do it in the moment and there's no time to think and there's no time for anyone else to tell you, you know, you've just got to do it. Yeah. And then I walked down to one of the scenes and they sort of stood me there and then I was I was too short, so I had to stand on a box. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then 
about five minutes later after sort of going through everything they went bring in the extras and then there was about 100 200 people standing around me and it was just so surreal because obviously you do present things but you don't really notice people around you but these were sort of put oh no he's got to put his shoulder here and (laughs) (laughs) I was really conscious and then there's hundreds of people around on set but normally you know you just don't notice but I was really aware of every single person around me (laughs) (laughs) yeah no that's that's kind of uh interesting that they're, they're sort of so meticulous with positioning people (laughs) yeah it was definitely a different experience but a lovely experience oh good are are you doing that on a on a regular basis or was this sort of a one-off well it was it's sort of one section role so i'm the news correspondent for like one section of it so right okay cool so you you may pop up again at some point in the uh, i hope so but you never know never say never It's a ser- is it a series that they're doing? Is it, it is a series, okay. yeah. But it just obviously depends on the the storyline as to where they go yeah, next with yeah. it, and you know who's in what. Because I report on the events that happen relevant to um, obviously a big event. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> I see. Yes, um, <laughs> being very cryptic. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, yeah. You've got to be careful with these sort of things, otherwise yeah. you definitely won't get invited back. Uh, <laughs> um, so. Uh, how did you get into presenting in the first place? Um, everyone always asks this, but I don't know. It's sort of, I never thought I'd get a normal job. <laughs> I never, never even thought about it, to be honest. And then um, it was just something I decided I was going to do, and I just started doing it. I started doing like small jobs and bits of jobs and that sort of thing, and then, you know, just built it up from there. I don't know. I never thought about getting an office job, and it was always just the direction I wanted to take. Okay, so what was who was the first person you interviewed then? Um, oh gosh, I can't even remember. I did a lot of motorsport stuff, so probably some racing drivers. Right. Then um, on the red carpet, I can't think right back to who. I mean, one of my first interviews, I think, was Dev Patel. Oh I yeah. Had, I had yeah. no idea who he was back then. I don't think he, you know, he was just sort of stepping out. Yeah. Um, it was just, he said to me, it was funny, he said, I've just made a, a movie that I'm hoping to be big called um, Slumdog Millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. Tell me about it. And he said, oh, you know, told me a bit about it. And I said, oh, well, you know, good luck with that. And then <laughs> two weeks later, it's like the biggest. <laughs> yeah, one of the biggest trolls of all time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not, not a bad gig. <laughs> no, he was really humble and really, oh, you know, I've just made it. Because I think it was sort of more of a, it wasn't a massive budget they made it on either. So you're saying, you know, I've just made a small movie. We're hoping that it's going to take off, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then that obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose Danny Ball directing, though. I mean, you, you can't go too far wrong. Yeah, exactly. I think he knew he was onto a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so where did you, um, where did you grow up? I grew up, well... In just outside of London, but sort of in the countryside. Right. So, okay. although I was very close to being in London all the time, I grew up just you know in the countryside. So definitely a country girl at heart. <laughs> <laughs> that you, and you, is that where you first started to get into sport? Because you you quite into your sport, um, covering the sort of stuff you cover, aren't you? So yeah, I mean, I I ended up going to I went to sort of a local school and it closed down, so I ended up going to a boys' school, and I've just always been sporty, and <laughs> I just that just obviously carried on from there. Um, I don't I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm from a really sporty family. My brother was a professional tennis player as well, so it's right. just 
one of those things that I just absolutely love doing. And then for a while, I stopped sort of doing, when I was about 16, I moved a bit away from sport. And now I'm 100% back into it and doing, you know, everything. And I just realise how much I love it. It's one of those things that you sort of forget how much you love. Do you have a particular favourite sport? Um, well, I cover a lot of motor racing, so that's kind of my specialist area. Yeah. So I absolutely love motorsport but in terms of sport that I do you know I had horses growing up and used to compete at quite a high level of venting so I absolutely oh, that's cool. my you know absolutely love that because it's being outside in the countryside and out in the fresh air but yeah. for now motorsports like and I, well I'm covering I'm doing a live football premiership football talk show oh, cool. every week as well so that's a bit more new to me but still really enjoy it yeah yeah i'm i'm terrible because i i don't i don't follow i i the only kind of sport i tend to generally follow will be when the world cup's on and, and uh, follow okay. england i mean you know that that's that quite thing. nice isn't it <clears throat> yeah you know that, that I'm, I'm very much a sort of armchair kind of uh sports person but uh it's uh, <laughs> uh, uh but you know it's it's fun when when things like that are on and when the big events are on and and you know the olympics and and yeah, that sort of definitely. thing i think yeah. it's quite nice to be like that because some of the football pundits that we get on I just think, how do you guys even go out? Literally, all they do, they live and breathe their football club. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that must be I just, I mean, I guess if it's something, you're doing something you love. So, mm. um, Who's the most interesting person you reckon you've interviewed? Oh, actually, the, probably the most interesting is somebody, I don't know whether you'll know him, called John Surtees. He's the first man to ever have won um, the championship title on four wheels and two wheels. Oh, wow. Um, he's a motor racing legend but you know when you speak to somebody that's older and somebody that's wiser yeah and he certainly you know he really he's been through a lot he lost his son to motor racing and he was just one of the most fascinating people to talk to just absolutely amazing oh, wow. um I yeah he was definitely one of the people that you know when you just think uh, yeah every time he's talking you're thinking ah it all makes sense <laughs> now <laughs> oh that's cool yeah and and um what's the because being in doing sort of presenting um i i guess you get kind of offered lots of different things to do what would you say is the most interesting thing you've uh or you've kind of done since you started presenting well i suppose not maybe interesting as much as terrifying me <laughs> this summer <laughs> i got asked to do um a coverage show for um the balloon festival in bristol oh yeah so yes. I've, within, I've been down there and, and seen that because my right. brother lives in Bath. So, <laughs> so I've seen the balloons kind of taking off and stuff. Yeah, it's fabulous. But I'm scared of heights. And I got put in a um, hot air balloon at five o'clock in the morning on the first morning. They said, be there for five. And I'd never heard of the balloon festival. Never knew. So I just sort of turned up there, right, right get in that balloon. <laughs> oh my God. Did a live piece from the balloon. <laughs> then got put up in a helicopter. Then had to go up in some acrobatic plane and <laughs> so that was definitely one of my most <laughs> terrifying i mean interesting it's always fabulous to do all the red carpet events that i do yeah and meet all the celebrities but that actually someone sent me a video of someone was filming on a gopro so not actually the you know the presenting side but just the background yeah and the clip that they've put in the background is me laughing and going i don't think i told you i'm scared of heights <laughs> <laughs> in a terrifying voice yes yeah that's um yeah, probably something you might have mentioned before they bought you for that gig. <laughs> well, I thought, well, I'll be all right. And they probably won't want me to go too high because I'd sort of been alluded to the fact that I'd be tethered, you know, so they just go up in the sky. And I yeah. thought, well, how could we have a line, a live link up line anyway? Yeah. Oh, they found one. <laughs> <laughs> so how high up were you? Oh, no, we went all the way. Um, 
like we we traveled about two hours across Bristol. My oh live my link, like bet, was stopped working after about an hour and a half. <laughs> so we were up there forever. <laughs> God. Yeah, it's not exactly the fastest way to get around, I suspect. I know, because then the car came to pick us up, and I'd, <laughs> I thought we'd be driving, you know, a good half an hour. It's actually like 10 minutes later, we were back <laughs> on the site. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be very disorientating, being kind of uh, up in the air, I guess. Oh, that's terrifying. I don't suggest it. I really don't suggest it. <laughs> so you you were saying that you, you never really thought of having a normal job if you weren't doing the presenting what do you think you would be doing well I'm a journalist as well so I write for a magazine um, I write for Viva Lifestyle magazine so I guess that's what yeah. I'm probably doing I really enjoy that that's a nice other side of it so I think that's probably you know it kind of it although complements the work I do really nicely I think that's, that's Hey it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands and the best part they're all about safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order that's quince.com slash upgrade that's probably the other thing that I'd be doing. Yeah, and, and less likely to be stuck up in a hot air balloon, I guess, Yeah, <laughs> the least likely possible. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, you, what's this rally you're doing next year? Well, we are still trying to find funding, so okay. it's obviously, uh, you know, in the air, but basically it's the gazelle rally and it's for women only and it's across the moroccan desert but wow. we you know we're trying to do sponsor sort of get sponsorship for it and do all of those things so hopefully it's happening but it is a big long process that yeah. you have to dedicate you know we keep dipping in and out of it trying to get as much as we can so hopefully and we'll be we'll be off into the desert next april but we will have to see <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what sort of um, cars are they using for that then well, they you you basically so take your own cars. So they you know you can use it. Basically, you need four by fours. Yeah. So any anything that's going to get you across the desert. Because I had a few offers from that was mainly our problem. To be honest, we had offers from big car companies, but the logistics of actually being able to drive them across the desert wasn't yeah. working. <laughs> yeah. No, I imagine so you, you, need, need, you need something. Yeah, it's fairly specialised. I imagine to do that. Well, or even just. It's tough enough to get us across the desert. Some of them were like sports cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, thank you for the offer, but... <laughs> yes, don't think that Lamborghini's going to make it. <laughs> yeah. It was along those lines as well. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> yes, they'd not quite thought that through, I don't think. Well, you would have thought that, that if, if somebody had offered you a sports car to go across the desert, they would have had some thought about how they were going to achieve yeah. that. <laughs> I don't think they were just like, well, you can have this um, You can have this car if you like, and then <laughs> we looked into it and thinking, yeah not gonna work <laughs> yeah yeah possibly not very practical <laughs> it's not top gear <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no that's I, now that that would be a great great gig as well for you if you if you're into your presenting and into your kind of motorsport uh, that would be yeah a wonderful it gig. would be amazing it'll be so much basically we're hoping to be followed across um by a tv crew and film and document so okay cool so hopefully yeah. but even if we don't do it this year it'll definitely be next year but it, it hopefully will all come off yeah, no, that would be very cool. It would be interesting to see how that goes. And it's all women as well, you said? Yeah, it's women only. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Oh, that would be very interesting. Yeah, very cool. 
Um, so we've got a few of the few of the questions okay. which are sort of a bit more general. Um, if you could meet anybody in the world alive or dead, um, who would it be, and what would you say to them? Oh gosh, I don't know. Um, that's a problem because I've interviewed loads of celebrities. So, <laughs> um. Well, it could be somebody that you've already interviewed that you kind of um, okay. If, if we if we change that to who would you uh, who would you have round for dinner? To be honest, I I think someone like Ayrton Senna to bring back the legend. Yes, that would yeah. be nice. That would be a lovely. That would be lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that well, that makes sense. Uh, he's, uh, there was that amazing documentary they did of, of his life recently as well, wasn't there? I know he's. I, I mean, I honestly, genuinely believe he's one of the best drivers that's ever. You yeah. know, so yeah, I think he'd be he'd be someone. I did meet him when I was very very little, but obviously very little and don't remember a thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Oh well. You always um, do the good stuff when you're little, and then you don't remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if I came to your home and looked in your refrigerator, what what would I find? <laughs> um, pasta. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear you eating in the background, so all you're moving plates around. So. <laughs> yeah, basically, I'm, re- I'm eating scrambled egg at the moment because I'm so confused on time, and I never really eat scrambled egg. But my boyfriend can only make one dish, and I really couldn't be bothered to cook <laughs> that scrambled egg. <laughs> so I was like, Please, can you make me scrambled egg? <laughs> um, yeah, probably. Pat, I we were joking because we've obviously been away for ages yeah. um, in America. And he was like, you can't just eat tomato pasta every day. And I was like, I can, and I've been doing it for years. <laughs> Look, uh, it's working, I'm still alive. That's what I said. I was like, it's working perfectly fine. I think it's perfectly acceptable. <laughs> but other than that, just mozzarella. I love mozzarella, mozzarella and tomato. There's a strong tomato theme going on. <laughs> and well, then no, salads, salad galore. That's about <laughs> it. I'm not, I'm not the greatest cook. I can cook a Sunday roast, so that's about as, as good as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what's the one mystery in the world you'd like to know the answer to? I suppose evolution, I guess, would be nice. Yeah, you mean, yeah the, the point that we, we went through. Yeah, because I was watching yeah. a documentary the other day and there was, you know, people were going through, they were showing the stages of um, d- the development of people uh, from sort of monk. And I was thinking, well, how they were saying they, they believe in giants. And yeah. there was all these inscriptions on the the walls and things like that. And I was thinking, mm-hmm. you'd, whether, you know, just all those sorts of things. Because they, they then pulled up this big, long line of where we came from. I was thinking, you, a lot of that's got to be guesswork. It would be really fascinating to know. Yeah, yeah, no, it'd be, it'd be nice to be able to kind of go back through history and, and just sort of see how much of things they actually got right. Yeah, because you know. I kind of have a sort of, you know, because if you think about it, to make a story sound good, we always emphasise a little bit, don't we? Yeah, yeah. So through the ages, there's been a little bit of emphasis on <laughs> every story <laughs> to the point where we're going, definitely came from monkeys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'd quite like the uh, things like the lost civilization stuff. I think I find fascinating, you know, wh- whether there was whether there was sort of a human race here before, you, you know, before the kind of recorded I know, history. There, one. Yeah, was there a bang and it's come back around? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that that sort of thing. I think would be quite interesting. 
And yeah, and I find all the, you know, in California, they're running out of water. Yes, yeah. I just find stuff like that fascinating. Like, what the hell happened? (laughs) How are we draining all? See, that's what I think. If we drain our resources so much, then I assume by a certain amount of time, we're going to have to start again. Well, the the California problem is basically there's too many people in an area that wasn't designed to have that many people in it. This is essentially what it boils down to. No no one wants to live in Maine. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... uh, Yes, it, it's uh, it's a problem, California, of course, at the moment, which hopefully they'll find some resolution well, to. Well, they but... said they have. They've said they've got this recycle. But, I, I mean, basically it turns <laughs> pee back into water, so yeah. all of that. <laughs> but they weren't, like... I think they were. They didn't find it a, a suitable solution, but who, know, who knows? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it'll be interesting to see how they cope with that. Um, oh, I'd like to know what happens in Homeland, if it could hurry up as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great show. It's, yeah, but it was it was a bit average to start with this season, wasn't it? And then when we came back from America, I've watched like three, and it's all just gone crazy. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's really insane. I love Claire Danes in that. She's Isn't she just amazing? incredible. Yeah, she really, really is. You know, because I mean, considering the first um, the the first sort of couple of seasons was so much about Brody's character, and and then. Uh, and she kind of was the sort of secondary character and and then that's kind of taken over. Um, I think she's such an amazing actress because she sort of went off into obscurity and then has come back and now is just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Yeah, I just think that's the thing. Every time you watch it, then you sort of sit back and think, geez, she is amazing. Yeah, yeah, no, just incredible, incredible actress. She's really, really good. Um, I, I do love that show. So I've got a couple more questions. Okay, this is my silliest question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather be attacked by 12 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? Oh, I love horses, little <laughs> duck-sized horses. <laughs> yeah, you see, I, that's the one I'd always go for. Because it would be cute. Even if they were going to attack you, at least it would be cute. <laughs> yes, you, you'd be trampled, but going, oh, they're so cute. <laughs> And yeah. then a massive duck, you'd just be like, "What? What's going on?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now that I, I see a massive duck, I think would be absolutely terrifying. Yeah, I'm not. Mm, I like ducks, but I'm not sure I'd want it to be chasing me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so that's that's the really silly question. That one. <laughs> um, one final thing, which we've kind of touched on a bit anyway, but um, we always ask these people because we cover a lot of uh, TV shows on the uh, website. So um, is there a TV show uh, that you're a massive fan of? Uh, obviously, Homeland. We've Homeland, already covered. Game of Thrones. <laughs> I absolutely. And funnily enough, I'm, like, I never watch scary, and I know Game of Thrones is not scary, but to start with, I didn't really want to watch it. Yeah. And now, I'm just if once Game of Thrones on, and you can, I watch them all, one after the other, after the other, as long as you can watch them all at I think we watched like three or four seasons in one like one sitting. We were just like, right, let's watch them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that, that's uh, such a phenomenal show. Um, yeah. And uh, I, what was very clever about that was the way way that the the more kind of fantasy elements didn't really creep in until the end of the first season. So, so it was almost like watching a sort of historical kind of you yeah know, i think it's really thing. it's really good i mean i love that but they're all the standard ones i love breaking bad obviously watched all of breaking bad yeah. i find it fascinating when people say they haven't seen breaking bad i'm thinking what? i know what the I, with you? um i i uh i was at uh the comic con in birmingham uh just this weekend yeah. and uh the guy names escapes me but plays uh walt jr Oh, okay. Um, was, was one of the panelists. Um, so we've, we've actually got a video of him up on the site from the from the uh, show. But he's fascinating because 
Um, he, you know, he he suffers from uh, MS in in real life as well. Oh, he does okay, um, but um, nowhere near as badly as the character does. Oh so, wow, that so, must have been difficult to play because I suppose that's what's going to happen in the future, isn't it? Well, no, yeah, no. I mean, it's, it, MS once you've got it, it is is relatively stable. Oh, that, so, okay. So. Um, uh, you know, you, you, but there are varying degrees of how badly you have it. So, yeah. so he's he was kind of having to re, you know, having kind of learned to walk and walks perfectly normally now. Oh, yeah, okay. um, having to learn how to y- use crutches again. You know, <laughs> that yeah. sort of thing. Oh, bless, that's fascinating. So, um, but yeah, and and he, um, the, the, there was a story about the fact that they uh, they apparently used to um, used to kind of keep him up so he slurred more. Because oh, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't slur anywhere near as much as, as the character does either. You know, he's so, but, but to kind of force the force of that kind of uh, vocal more, they, they used to kind of say, "Oh, stay up late," you know. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. So yeah, uh, no, That's he's a bit like me at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> but you've been very coherent throughout this, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> I did wonder about throwing throwing the uh, duckside horses question at you when you're in, in jet lag state, but <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, brilliant. Okay, so um, I, I I shall I shall let you go and get oh, some well, more lovely sleep. Lovely to speak to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. I'll speak to you again soon. Yeah. All right. Cheers. Okay, bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 